Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, and welcome to Sassy Speaks, the podcast for everything Hong Kong. I'm your host, Sarmai. Every week, I'll be sitting down with two awesome guests. We'll be having candid conversations about everything Hong Kong. From all the dating tips to managing your personal finances, we're not holding anything back. Here we go. From constant promotion of skin lightening treatments to all the weight loss procedures advertised on the MTR, I feel like I'm constantly surrounded by all kinds of toxic messaging in Hong Kong, and it makes me feel like nothing we can ever do is enough. How do we cut through this and just be our own true selves? This topic is incredibly close to my heart and can still be difficult for me to openly talk about. So today I've brought in two of my favorite candid, inspiring women, Bertha and Ziggy, who've been using their voice on social media to bring a unique and honest perspective to existing as a person in the city. The good, the bad, and the ugly, nothing is off limits in this conversation. Cool. Thanks for having us. Um, So my name is Ziggy. I am a personal trainer and a certified pre and postnatal coach. I got into fitness at university and um, it was the first time I actually lifted weights. I ended up joining a CrossFit gym and um, and that was the first time that I found out that my body could do things that I didn't know they could do, you know, and no one else was doing it. It was just me and I didn't have to look a certain way. And then from there, I became a coach. I previously worked at... Um, a company that was very about the aesthetic and we would do these crazy you know six week 12 week transformations and then I became pregnant while I was working at this company and I started realizing more and more that how I felt inside wasn't in line with this company's values Um, and there's nothing wrong with that I'm just not a bodybuilder and I don't like to tell people how many calories they should eat and they can't have this and they can't have that after I had my baby you know, I realized that my body was made for a completely different purpose and that it does not have to look a certain way. It is there for a reason to feed a human being, to grow a human being, to maintain this life. Um, So yeah, my thing has kind of just been, I don't want to say that I'm shining a light. I'm just being honest on social media. I am just being honest about my body transformation and my fitness journey. And um, now everything that I kind of do is geared towards helping women um, conceive, uh, go through pregnancy, recover after postpartum, not bounce back, but to recover and um, feel good in their bodies again. And, um, and also I now have this new market of women who are going through menopause and I'm learning about the next phase of life that I'll probably end up going through. So thank you for having me as well. My name is Bertha. I, uh, I am a body positivity advocate and I'm a plus size fashion blogger. Uh, how I started all these is because I was, uh, I had eating disorder as a child, um, well, like you said, growing up as a teenager in Hong Kong, it's really hard to find clothes 
um, it makes you feel like you're not normal in the society. And after eating disorder, I recover from that, and I realize life is more than just my look. Life is more than how people see me and and how they tell me who I am. Um, and at the same time, this um, body positivity movements springing up from the U.S. and that's where I learn how to love myself, how to take care of myself, and how how to build up my own self-esteem as a woman. Combating racism, a lot of discrimination based on how women look like. Um, this is where my story started. You're both very candid and very honest. Ziggy, I was like particularly really inspired after you had your baby and were so unashamed like this is my body and like this is how it was difficult and this is you know who I am and I brought yeah. jeans to the hospital with me. I brought like my size eight jeans to the hospital with me because I had just kind of I was so delusional I had just kind of been brought up with movies yeah. and I thought that I would magically just fit yeah. into them again and not realize that I was going to be in maternity clothes for a couple of weeks after yeah. months after <laughs> yeah but you know I really appreciated your candor on that and especially for me with the way that I was brought up and the way that I was affected by it it's like really inspiring to see and knowing that like you know now a 16 year old summer I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't feel this way anymore and um, has someone to look up to which is really really cool they feel so much better because there there are people like you there are people like maybe me all the hardship we have to go through um, I, I feel I feel like they at least have places to go and look for these information and material to to know about what's going on in life and versus when I was a teenager the only thing I hear is that you're so fat, just lose your weight, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's a big difference, and I'm so glad that they have that nowadays. I'd love to hear your um, thoughts on where is that culture in Hong Kong, and like, what do you? It's a very broad question, but what do you think is the biggest flaw or misconception or wrong conception of beauty in Hong Kong or Asia today? I think the biggest flaw is that we expect beauty to be one thing right? And for everyone to fit into one mold, whether that's tall and thin with big breasts or, you know, whatever it is. In the fitness community, it's like you got to have a big butt, you know? And if you don't have a big butt, you don't squat, right? <laughs> so I used to train like five, six times a week to try and get my glutes to grow. And I was doing all the pre-activation. I was doing all the RDLs, all the squats, everything. I was doing tons of accessory work the tiniest little bump would come out from my leggings, you know? And um, and I don't know what it is in other communities. You can, I kind of say that on Instagram now, when we see pretty girls, they either look like unicorns, like they have gray hair, or purple hair, pink lipstick, or they're brown and wet. Like, and they've got like really big boobs, really big butt, really small waist, and they're just like glistening and highlighted. And that's kind of all I see. And... I think what's really important is that we start following social media or start following outlets that support what we want to, that we look like and that we are interested in. And that's why it's so important the work that you're doing, Bertha, like you're showing people, this is what a real body looks like. This is my body type, you know, and we all have completely different body types. What about you, Bertha? What are, what's your experience? Um, I feel like, you know, the 
beauty center in Hong Kong, like Siggy said, is very mono. Um, it's all just about one thing, how people just look the same they expect. But um, this is why I talk about everybody is different, their body is different. Um, I feel that it's not just about the appearance, but more like everybody has their own mindset and different interests and hobbies. Um, but all in all, what we're talking about right now, it's more ableist mm -hmm. because we are lucky to be healthy enough mm -hmm. to do whatever we are doing yeah. right everybody we you if you like to go to gym you, yeah. you want to live you want to run you can do all that and if I want to you know look pretty if I want to be in fashion I can because now there are so many resources everywhere um, but we are neglecting the fact that there are people that cannot do these things mm -hmm. Um, so, like having the society or or the capitalism trying to, you know, shelf your idea to just one side is neglecting the fact that there are a lot of people. They might have mental issues. They they have disabilities that is not the same. They have no privilege. Yeah. We have the Definitely. privilege. Definitely. And so if you ask me about beauty standard, I feel like, yeah, it's just kind of clouding everything else yeah. as a yeah. society. Everyone has off days. Everyone has days where they feel like crap um, and feel terrible. What's your, what's your energizer routine? Like what gets you back into the spirit of like, I'm going to take this dope fashion photo today and I'm going to wear this awesome outfit. Like what gets you back into that sort of headspace? It's quite complicated to talk about this because, um, when I'm off, it's, it's when I'm, my depression is going on fire, you know? So from being really depressed to just try to be normal again um, and, and do your daily things, it's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. So um, it's, it's about practicing. It's about thinking how lucky I am to be alive, yeah. to be able to do whatever I want to do um, with all, all limbs, yeah. you know. Coming back to our privilege. Yeah, so this is how... I tell myself, hey, when you're still alive, just do whatever you love. And, and yeah, that's how yeah. I, I bounce back from my off days. <laughs> I had postpartum depression, and honestly, I was not prepared for it because I had the most chill pregnancy, and I felt really like, I was like, pregnancy is such a spiritual experience. I'm so in tune with my body. And then it hit me so hard after I gave birth and I couldn't understand why. I was like, I love my son so much. I'm so in love with him, but I have all this anxiety and I just feel really crap all the time and I'm crying all the time. And it was more than the baby blues. It was more than that sort of like three to six week period. And I just couldn't shift it. And I was really lucky that I had a really awesome support system of women around me who were just like, hey, I'm gonna bring you food. Or, you know, they were like, hey, why don't we go out for a walk? And it was like those tiny little things of just bringing me back to the basics of what are my primal needs. Like, I need to go outside and be in nature. I need to eat. <laughs> I need to rest. And then eventually, I'm very lucky I didn't need to be medicated. But eventually, I then found enough space to be able to say how I was feeling, you know, and to be able to say, hey, I'm not okay. Like, that's so hard sometimes. Like, I'm not okay. 
and and we feel like there's going to be so much shame around it but actually the second we say it like we don't give it power anymore and it's okay not to be okay hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. It's really important to have a support system where people understand you, and whatever you say won't be judged. So that's so important. I I I understand. What you what you were saying because uh, I had certain experience that is similar, and I didn't even know that it also give me more depression than normal. Um, yeah, I had an abortion, so mm-hmm. I like it came to me like you said. Oh, it was fine, but then it came. So how do I get out of that uh, by realizing that I have a problem by talking about the problem with people you can trust. Um, but I feel like women, we're more lucky when it comes to this. We can talk about it with our female friends a lot easier than men. Um, yeah, because there's a very false perception mm-hmm. that with men who talk about their feelings are any less manly or less masculine, which I think mm-hmm. is absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Fine, yeah. So I, I want to say, like sassy, you know, we obviously we are a female-focused magazine, but we do we do actually have a 40% male readership, and I, so I'd like to say to any male listeners, like you know. You've got to like. I think it goes to everyone. You've got to talk about it, and you've got to have that kind of communication and open communication, unashamed and unjudgmental sort of type of communication. And um, a recent thing that I want to speak to you about, Bertha, specifically, is we saw a very interesting campaign that you uh, put up on Instagram mm-hmm. um, called. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hashtag Make My Size. Make My Size is a, a movement that uh, was founded by one of the fashion, but plus size fashion blogger in the U.S. Um, she. Loves fashion and she feels like oh, whenever she goes into a, a nice place, nice brand with with cool design, she can never find something to wear. So she made this hashtag, and I talked about it because I, of course, in my whole life in Hong Kong, I I can never find clothes until online shopping appears. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I my first dress, the first dress I wore was when I was 24 years old. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's also. Discrimination, um, fat equals lazy, uncool, lame—all these bad tags, right? Um, so nowadays, there are more and more plus-size clothing coming out, and um, people like like this blogger and society should be more inclusive for everybody, not just one or the other. Um, but ultimately, plus-size fashion. Um, many people hope that they will just bridge the two together and make everything inclusive for everybody yeah. instead of saying, "Oh, you are this category." Yeah. Ultimately, self-love is for everybody, yeah. including men, including women, yeah. including anybody in between. Yeah. Cool. And self-love is one of those things that has to be a daily practice. Like it's not, "Boom, I woke up one day and I loved myself." You know, it's like it starts off small, and um, one of the ways I love to tell women to do it is to um, you do affirmations. 
affirmation is to affirm myself. It's to tell myself, good job, love you, okay? And so we wake, we try and do it first thing in the morning, okay? You try and wake up first thing in the morning, what do you do? You go to the bathroom, right? Ah, oh, I have a mirror in my bathroom. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna look in that mirror and I choose one thing, one thing that I like about myself, even if I don't like it or love it yet, okay? And then I keep saying to myself, I like that one tooth. I may not like all my teeth, but I like that one tooth. And then one day I'm actually going to fall in love with that tooth. Self-love is, is really hard. It's true. Because if you have most of the things that already is yours, then you can definitely tell yourself you like this little thing or, or that. But if somebody say they have traumatic experience in their past, they have to first get rid of that thoughts. Um, before they can really tell themselves that they love themselves. And so, um, yeah, being positive and like you said, with a support system, maybe your friends or people who would just do something for others is really important. And it starts with me, right? Because I'm the only person who I can control. Like my behavior is the only behavior I can control. So if I stop commenting on people's bodies it can rub off, you know? Like, I think it's funny that we're even allowed to comment on other people's bodies. The amount of pregnant women that are like, I am not huge, you know? But that word, we don't realize how much power it has. I want to get one piece of advice from you guys for any younger listeners or any young people sort of out there today who are living with this, like, new world of social media. Um, What's your one piece of advice for just, like, being you amongst all of that noise? And you know, if, you, if you're different, like, what, what would you tell them? I feel like if you just focus on looking at Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian, um, people that are, you know, they, they make a living being beautiful, then your self-esteem is not going to get any better because you don't have the same wealth and means, and that's not your job. So, um, And if you surround yourself with just this kind of information, you're prone to be sad and, and have lower self-esteem about yourself. Um, so my advice is to go out of your way and look for different information, just like news, just like you know any information on the internet if you want to be non-biased you need to look for different and opposite information just to see how big the world is and i feel like if you know more you will be less I think it's really difficult the times we're living in. It's not just, um, you know, back when you used to get bullied, you used to get bullied to your face, right? And then cyberbullying came up while we were at school. It was like the beginnings of it. And then, you know, and now it's intense. Um, You know, just get off your phone and read a book. Like, go find a hobby. Go find an interest. Try as much as possible not to be on your phone. I see myself doing it all the time. And then I start this conversation in my head where I'm like, oh, my God, why is she doing that? Why can't I do that? It's all fake. You know, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down and talk to me about this stuff. I think it's a lot to unpack and we could probably talk about it for like two, three more hours. Um, I know you just have to you just have to come back. But if, if we were to try and find you on the Instagrams, where can where can we find you? So you can find me at zig.fitmama on Instagram. I am zigfitmama on YouTube and www.zigfitmama.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um.
Um, if you want to know me personally and talk to me like a friend, you go on my personal Instagram, BerthaChen.com. Uh, dot is D-O-T-C-O-M. Uh, but if you want to see more about the curves in Asia, uh, the curvations, then you go to curvation.com or curvation on Instagram. C-U-R-V-A-S-I-A-N. Awesome. Before we wrap up, I have a very, very quick rapid fire round for you guys. Um, and before, I love games. I know. It's a little game just to wrap up and to you know, have some fun. Um, before we begin, I'd like a one-sentence definition of the word sassy to you. Not the platform, just the word. One sentence? Yes. Yeah. Whatever comes to your head. Fierce. Nice. <laughs> um, confident and feisty. Woman. <laughs> yes. All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to throw out some things or phrases or words, and you're going to tell me if it's sassy or not sassy. So uh, number one, Facetune. Not sassy. Not sassy. <laughs> All right. Um, crazy rich Asians. I haven't oh. seen it yet, so I can't make a I'm, good judgment call. I have a lot of feelings about this movie, <laughs> so don't get me started because right. it's. You can say that it's crazy rich Chinese, not crazy rich Asian. It doesn't represent all Asians. So. Uh, representation so matters, not sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Not sassy. <laughs> um, Revenge Body by Khloe Kardashian. Sassy. Not sassy. I can, I, you know what? I do see both perspectives, but I do really... I enjoy watching it because it really inspires me to work out, but I do agree that there is like a very problematic side to this which we can get into it in our next series yeah i agree i agree yes. I, I don't like the wording of the word i don't like revenge as the word but i i understand also they need to catch your attention so yeah. but i mean those like what the people go through in there and their transformations like life transformations that, that's what's really inspiring to me um contouring sassy <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a good contour. Um, having said that, I suck at contouring. But anyways. You gotta um, get Ghost Sponge on here. Plug. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> um, cosmetic surgery. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, like, it's both. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm. All right. Good. agree. Very good answer. And um, eyelid tape. <laughs> <laughs> I have a double eyelid, so I don't know. I guess it's... I, not sassy. <laughs> well, um, if you ask me about all the things that people can do to their appearance, I would say it's neutral because, you know, I feel like everyone have their own freedom to do whatever they please. So they will be both sassy and not sassy. That is <laughs> the their answer. Time, so. I, good, great job, you guys. And thank you so much oh, for being awesome. a part. Thank um, you. Really, really appreciate being able to sit down and talk with you both very candidly about this. And I look forward to more conversations like that with you guys and yes. beyond. Thanks Stay so much. Stay sassy, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>So that's all for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new from our guests. If you want to dive deeper into today's topic, we've got all the information you need, as well as some extra reading in the show notes, as well as on our website. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to subscribe, review, and share our podcast with your friends, your family, your next door neighbors, strangers on the street. Hey, it could be the best conversation starter. You can find us anywhere on social media at Sassy Hong Kong if you want to connect with our team some more. We couldn't have made this podcast without the help of some amazing people, so a big thank you to our producer, Susie, and the team at Create Productions. Without our guests, we literally wouldn't have anything to talk about. So as always, show them some love and follow them on the internets. 
And finally, the biggest thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us along the way. This has been Sassy Speaks. Sarmai out. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.